Welcome in everybody, 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Wednesday, November the 23rd, 2016. Welcome in, as always, to the parking lot of the UC Health Training Center. I'm Jake Marsing, Denver Bronco beat writer for 5280sportsnetwork.com. My partner on this program, uh, Ryan Green, out today. Just you and I uh, riding for the next little bit as I try and get you all caught up on all the Denver Bronco news you need, as well as uh, my take on a few different things. Uh, For Thanksgiving Eve, tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day. If you are spending time with your family, I certainly hope you're enjoying it. If you're not enjoying spending time with your family, well, that's why you come here. You and I, we can be together. I will be your family. I'm funnier than most members of your family, and I am less uh, less intimidating than at least three people you will have at your dinner table. I'll let you decide which three I'm less intimidating then. Uh, but the Denver Broncos did get back to work today uh, out here at uh, Dove Valley at the UC Health Training Center. We'll get you updated on all that news here in just a little bit. Some some really interesting things going on out here at Dove Valley as the Broncos get set to take on the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday night football in front of Al, Chris, and the world. Uh, there, there are a few things that I think are important to touch on in terms of what direction this team is going, what direction they should go, and, and some things that I think are going to be important to think about as this Chiefs game comes up. But the first thing to hit on, the first injury report of the week released by both the Broncos and the Chiefs on a day where uh, Trevor Simeon spoke to the media, Garrett Kubiak spoke to the media, as well as Kansas City Chiefs head coach Andy Reid and linebacker uh, Derek uh, Johnson all spoke uh, to the media as well. We'll We'll play some sound from that here in just a second. Uh, the the big news as I look over the Broncos injury report, nothing real out of the ordinary. Uh, Casey Kreider, Broncos long snapper, was limited with a calf injury. Uh, Matt Paradis, we'll get more to Matt in just a minute, but he was limited with hips. He he he's going to be a one day a week guy for the rest of the season. Matt Paradis is, as Gary Kubiak explained today, he's only going to practice one day a week, and today happened to be the guy. His his hip injury is pretty serious. But the Broncos are, are focused on getting him ready to play on Sundays because they think he is uh, really the core of their offensive line. And I agree based on the tape. Uh, Keep Tlaib, who will play this weekend or is expected to play this weekend, was limited with a low back. Uh, he's been out for the next uh, for the last couple of weeks. We, by the way, at 5280 Sports Network were the first to report that it was a low back uh, injury for Tlaib. T.J. Ward uh, limited with a hamstring. Derek Wolf limited with an elbow. Wolf will likely be out uh, this weekend. Andy Janovich was full with a hand. Uh, Gary Kubiak spoke a little bit about how excited he is that, that that hand is finally out of a cast for Andy. It really opens up the opportunities for him in this Broncos offense to catch the ball, be a ball handler. He just hasn't been uh, with a big friggin' club on his hand. Uh, quarterback Trevor Simeon was full with that shoulder injury he's been dealing with. And Billy Wynn uh, has a hip injury. He was full. For the Chiefs, Jay Howard, a defensive lineman, he has a hip injury. He did not participate. Uh, long list, actually, of guys who did not participate. Uh, D. Ford did not participate. Derek Johnson, Jeremy Macklin, Don Terry Poe, Kendall Reyes, Sharkandrick West, 
were all DNP for the Chiefs today. Tom Bahali, uh, linebacker, was limited with a knee, and Marcus Peters, the, the electrifying cornerback, the ball hawk, he has a hip injury. I think it's a hip pointer, uh, and he was limited uh, today in practice. Whether or not he'll go uh, really will probably have a pretty big impact on the game this weekend. But that was not the big story out here as much as, you know, we, we like talking about our injuries in sports media. That was not the big story out here today. The story that will get the most attention is that uh, for the first time, really, this season, uh, Peyton Manning, former Denver Bronco quarterback, five-time NFL MVP, future Hall of Famer, he came out to the UC Health Training Center to, to watch practice, to, to talk to the guys, Got some great photos taken that you can go check out on the Broncos team website. Uh, Peyton was out here. I saw him. He was with his kids. His forehead looks as magnificent as ever. Uh, it, it was kind of interesting to watch. He he stood there as Gary Kubiak was doing his media availability that he does every day. I watched Peyton, actually. He was out on the field with just him and his kids and Greg Knapp. Uh, the Broncos quarterbacks coach, and they just stood there and they talked with each other for, God, a good 10, 15 minutes, just just talking with each other after practice. And then Peyton went actually inside with Coach Knapp, inside the building, and that was the last that we saw him. It's interesting for me to think about why Peyton would want to come out here. He, by the way, is still living in Denver. Uh, he's still living here in the Denver metro area. His kids started school, right, or, or, or are getting to the age where they're going to start school, and I think Peyton really did come to like living here. Uh, it's a, a, a mid-sized city. He's never been somebody who's spent a lot of time living in big cities. I don't think he would like it all that much. He, his kids are like it here. Uh, plenty of golf courses. His buddy Brandon Stokely lives here. I, I think Peyton really, really enjoyed uh, coming out today. I wonder why, though. That, that was the kind of the question that I asked. Why would Peyton Manning come out here today, the day before Thanksgiving? And the only solution that I could really think of was, well, what's the guy been up to? He hasn't been up to much of anything. He came out to the facility uh, the day of, or maybe the day before, the season opener with Carolina so that he could kind of prepare and plan the, the little ceremony that they did uh, at the beginning of that game, you know, where he brought out the Lombardi Trophy and, and there was the video of Vaughn handing it to him and all that jazz. <coughs> Excuse me. Still getting over the cold, folks. It's almost there. Uh, but the, uh, he hasn't done much of anything since then. He's been around. He's done interviews. He's been in the area. He's just been hanging out, enjoying himself. I, I think... I, I think he may finally be starting to get a little restless. And I have no basis for this. It's pure speculation. But think about it. A guy who's been doing one thing for 25 years of his life all of a sudden stops doing that thing. And sure, the first six, seven months are going to be awesome. It's going to be great. You're going to go to Cabo, get a nice suntan, get, you know, have a, have a few cocktails and get up on a karaoke stage and sing some songs way out of tune and you'll do some TV, you'll shoot a couple commercials for, you know, company nationwide being on your side and all that, all that jazz. But then all of a sudden it gets to be Thanksgiving time and the time when NFL teams typically are really starting to hone in on the postseason and where things sit for them. And that's the time when the competitor in you 
really starts to come alive and say, man, I wish I was doing this. I wish I was doing this. And it's got to be an adjustment for Peyton. So he comes out here today. He brings his kids, Marshall and Mosley, out here, who, by the way, are freaking adorable. They're adorable children. Uh, Marshall is looking more and more like his dad every single time that I see him. His forehead is going to be massive. It's going to be awesome. Uh, look forward to him playing quarterback for the Tennessee Volunteers, the Old Miss Rebels, or maybe, just maybe, the CU Buffaloes come like uh, 20, like 30. Uh, that'll be that'll be fun to see uh, as I drop my phone all over the place. But Peyton was out here today. Uh, Gary Kubiak talked a little bit about what that was like for the team and, and how cool it was to have Peyton back in the building. We stopped by, yeah. Yeah, he stopped by, got the little ones. I shouldn't say little ones, they're getting big now. But uh, yeah, I told all the rookies, go there and introduce yourself. So <laughs> a lot of guys line up, and no, it's good to see him. We talk, we talk quite a bit, but it's good to see him. Trevor Simeon, who of course was Peyton's uh, backup last season, well, his backup's backup last season, also got the chance to talk uh, about uh, talk with Peyton, and he shared some of that with the media. Not not quite as much as Kubiak did, but here's a little bit of what uh, Trevor Simeon had to say about Peyton coming out today. Yeah, it was good to see him. Uh, you know, me and Austin were running, and uh, we told him. I, I said, "I know you got some shorts on under there. Come join us." But uh, he wasn't having it. But uh, good to see him. Good to see him out here for sure. Did you guys talk football at all? No, I mean, he was, I just said hey to him. Um, but he, he's just catching out with a, with a ton of people, so good to see him, though. So, yeah, a really great experience uh, for the Broncos. And for I talked with some of the, the rookies who had never met him before, uh, guys on the practice squad, guys who weren't around here last year, and, and the experience of getting the chance to meet with him and, and say hello and introduce themselves was really cool for a lot of those guys. Very cool of Peyton to come out. I've said this before, I would love to see Peyton Manning do TV, like selfishly. He would be amazing as a color commentator, as a color uh, commentary guy. I could see him going to CBS or, or, or doing maybe something. But CBS, I think, makes the most sense for him. Uh, but but I, I had this thought today. What if ABC were to get back into the game, huh? ABC Thursday Night Football, the, the lone proprietor of Thursday Night Football down the road, that would be, that would be lots of fun. But whatever Peyton decides to do, I, I know that people in this building are thankful to him uh, in varying degrees, but certainly all thankful to him for his time here, and it was great to see him out at the facility today. As the Broncos start to turn their attention to a Kansas City Chief football team that's pretty good. I, I, I don't, I haven't finished them yet. There's still three more games that I gotta watch, but <coughs> but, excuse me, um, but I think they're a good team. They're not They're not a great team, but they're a good team. They're, they're the same kind of Kansas City Chief team that we've seen over the last few years. The, the team that's kind of been a thorn in the side of the Broncos in this division chase. The big difference for the Chiefs this year that, that's been fun to watch is that this defense for them, they're, they're ball hawks, man. They, they make you, they force turnovers, and they do it in the red zone. If, they, if a defender gets their hands on the ball, He's going to pick it. Uh, the Chiefs right now lead the NFL in interceptions with 13, which is, by the way, uh, good enough to give them the plus-minus, uh, to give them a, a pretty good a ratio in turnovers. They, they're, they're tied for the league-best in turnover ratio right now. 
That's what this team prides themselves on, is being able to play smart football on offense, be good enough to to play well to score some points, but then turn it over to a defense that's capable of doing just that, turning it over. And that's what the Chiefs are going to look to do uh, on Sunday. Derek Johnson, a linebacker for the Kansas City Chiefs, spoke a little bit about what they're planning to do, not not just on the defensive side, but in particular regarding Trevor Simeon, who you know I've talked about is a limited quarterback. It's a guy who really is system dependent. And I don't think Derek quite came out and said that, but he certainly implied a couple of times that, that maybe he's not as high on Trevor Simeon as some people are in this town. He might uh, Derek Johnson might might be in my camp when it comes to Simeon. Here's that sound. Well, um, I guess a young quarterback that's just uh, trying to find his way hasn't had that much consistency, but um, um, uh, he, he's not very tall in the pocket. But somehow he still he still is making he still is making all the throws that he needs to make. So that's I get heads off you know heads off to that. Um, you would think a shorter guy like yourself. Uh, he's not crazy short, but I think you know he should have some problems seeing back there. And you know he he's he's pretty comfortable back there actually. So uh, uh, I mean hopefully we can make him uncomfortable. That's our that's our plan. Really interesting to hear Trevor Simeon described that way, a guy who's not tall in the pocket, a guy who you know can complete passes, but he, I think Derek Johnson sees things my way when it comes to Trevor. But again, this defense just just turns turns the friggin' ball over. Like they, they create turnovers like nobody's business, and that's great to see. So so on the Broncos' offensive end, it's going to be really critically important for them to protect the football. And part of that, of course, as always, is protection. The Broncos have to be able to protect Trevor Simeon against Tom Bahali, Justin Houston, that, that, that linebacking core, assuming that you know some of them are able to get healthy uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. And the key for that is Matt Paradis, the aforementioned center for the Broncos who got his one day of practice and that he'll probably get this week or maybe even next week. Um, Matt Paradis really has become a critical piece of the Broncos' offense. Uh, he's the heart and soul of that line. He's the guy who helps, uh, who is in, the, in the, the, the difference between Peyton Manning and Trevor Simeon this year. He's been kind of that core piece to help with the transition. Because those of you who don't know how that works, the center usually is responsible for making checks and protections on the line. So typically you'll have two different languages that get spoken when it comes to making changes at the line of scrimmage. The first is your quarterback language. So your quarterback is saying one set of things, right? He, and he's, he's typically talking to his receivers. So you'll hear him say, the only time, by the way, that you'll ever hear a quarterback talk to his offensive line is when he'll say, you know, sometimes he can do some protection changes and different things depending on the system, but you'll hear most quarterbacks say, like, like 53 is the mic, 53 is the mic. That means that, that the quarterback's identifying the, the mic linebacker or the middle linebacker so that the offensive lineman can then redirect their protection to make sure that that guy gets blocked because he's going to be the center of the defense. That's the guy that you got to pick up. So the quarterback will point, 53 is the mic, 53 is the mic. Uh, zebra, 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 X. Uh, X apple orange banana whatever you know whatever the call is and, and then th- from there quarterbacks are usually talking to their receivers you know you'll hear uh, you'll hear a quarterback say uh, zebra 
Uh, zebra apple, zebra apple. Let's just throw that out there, and that'll be a route combination that a receiver has to do or a protection scheme. But the the key is, as soon as they hear the quarterback say, 53 is the mic, 53 is the mic, then all of a sudden the offensive line and the center goes into action, changing the protection, making sure that the, the two guys to his right and the two guys to his left know what their assignment is before the ball is snapped. That's what Matt Paradis's job has been, and he's had to carry that job over from Peyton Manning, who, of course, notoriously a, a, a control freak, notoriously great at audibling at the line of scrimmage, to Trevor Simeon, who the system, quite frankly, got, you know, yanked back considerably for. They dialed it down, you know, with Peyton, it was about a 150, and they dialed it down to like a 20 with Trevor in terms of those those audibles, those checks, those those responsibilities. But as Gary Kubiak mentioned today, as the, the year has gone along, uh, Trevor has picked up a lot of that responsibility from Matt in terms of making those protections, changing things at the line. And Trevor even said today how critical that has been in terms of his development as a quarterback. Communication really is going to be critical for the Broncos this weekend. It's critical every week, but when you have a defense that's capable of turning the ball over the way that the Kansas City defense is, it becomes even more important. And this game, I mean... Guys, this game is, I'm not going to say it's a must-win for the Broncos, but but it's about as close to a must-win as you get at this point in the season because of the way that things are shaping up in the division, because of the path the Broncos have to go on into the postseason. It's really important for them to win this ball game because right now, Broncos are thinking of this as, you know, we're on the road to Houston. We're on the road to Super Bowl 51. And that was abundantly clear today when I walked into the locker room and sitting in the middle of the locker room where there had been, you know, kind of just this open space where typically us media schlubs just kind of stand there and wait for guys to be available or for the guy that we're looking for to come in or, you know, what have you. I'm standing there waiting and I walk in and instead there's this giant trophy case in the middle of the room, and it's got three Lombardi trophies in it, which is going to become a permanent addition to the Broncos locker room. They're going to keep those three Lombardi trophies in there uh, full-time, I've been told, that that they're going to become permanent additions so that every time a player walks into the locker room, they see those Lombardis. And by the way, that trophy case has plenty of room for another uh, Lombardi. In fact, I think it was specifically set up so that you could put one more in there, two more in there if they wanted to. And that's that's cool to see. And the players, I think, will certainly respond to that. Some of them, if you follow any of them on Snapchat uh, or you know Instagram or Twitter, uh, this morning, DeMarcus Ware, T.J. Ward, Von Miller, they all put pictures of themselves up uh, with the new trophy case. And it really speaks to the commitment that this organization has had under Pat Bolin to winning titles. And, you know, I was doing work on uh, Vic Lombardi's radio show this morning, and we put out there, you know, what are you thankful for as a Colorado sports fan with Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow? And we got a text in from a guy who said, I'm thankful for Pat Bowen. And today while I was in there and I'm looking at these trophies and I'm looking around at this giant freaking behemoth of a facility... I couldn't help but un- really understand that, that if I were a Broncos fan, I would I would be really, really thankful for Pat Bowen as an owner and as someone who is willing to give the absolute most he possibly could to win, 
and, and to win at everything. That's the famous Bolin quote, right? I want to be the best at everything. And that's what Pat's done. That's that, that's what he's done when in building this organization. It's been the motto of this team for a very long time. And it's what... And even though Pat Bolin is no longer really a part of this organization and you know if you hear some of the the things that are out there about his health and and what direction that's heading he, you know he may not uh be be with us for for much longer terribly sad but the legacy that he has left is evident when you walk into that locker room and you see those lombardis and you look around at this brand new redesigned building and and just the commitment to excellence that Pat Bolin has had over the course of his ownership, and he still is the owner of the Broncos. And uh, on that front, uh, by the way, there was one little business note that came down today uh, involving the stadium. Now, I've gotten a lot of questions about this, so we'll we'll dive into it a little bit so that I can kind of make it abundantly clear exactly what is happening. Uh, the Broncos announced today that they had selected WMEIMG to secure stadium naming rights. Team PR uh, exec Patrick Smythe putting out a statement uh, this afternoon. The Denver Broncos today announced the selection of WMEIMG, one of the world's leading sports and entertainment companies, to secure a naming rights partner for their stadium. So let's make it clear here. This is not, it's not going to be WMEIMG field at mile high. That, that, that's not what's going to happen uh, WMEIMG has been selected to uh, to find a partner. The Broncos a little while ago purchased the stadium naming rights from the stadium district. Uh, so the Broncos now have sole control over whose name gets put up on that building. And they basically hired them, uh, hired WMEIMG uh, to make sure that, you know, they... They, they choose a company that's not about to go into Chapter 11 because the Broncos, quite frankly, are 0-2 on that front. Invesco and then, obviously, Sports Authority, two companies that either don't exist anymore or certainly don't exist in the forms that they did. The one tricky thing about this is that when you see a company spend as much money as it costs to put their name up on a stadium, it's usually a sign of a company that's not very smart because the return on investment for something like that really isn't that great. You get as much return on your investment as you would if you, uh, you know, were a minor sponsor. Like, UC Health sponsors the training facility out here for the Broncos, and I guarantee you they're seeing as much return on their investment as Sports Authority ever did uh, sponsoring the Broncos' actual stadium. But we shall see. Andrew Brandt, when this whole thing went down, of ESPN Business said, you know, typically a sign of a, of a bad business is one that's willing to shell out a ton of money to get their name put on a stadium. So it's going to be a tricky, a tricky balancing act here for the Broncos to find a new stadium naming rights partner. That's something that will likely happen next off season. I've been told. I don't expect anything to change this year, but there will probably be a new name on the building next season. But yeah, big day out here at Dove Valley. Uh, lots of interesting things happening. Of course, the story that'll get traction is is Peyton Manning and and him coming out here. Uh, you know, I, I had this thought. I wonder. I wonder what. Uh, wonder what Cody Latimer thought about Peyton Manning today. Did Cody Latimer catch a pass in practice? I. Uh, I don't know. 
There's always always those stories about how intimidating Cody was. So I wonder if he spent his day, you know, going 0 for 12 and catches. Because, oh, Peyton's here. Uh, that was something we were talking about in the media room today. I'm starting to get to the point where I'm rambling. I miss Ryan Green. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, shut it down for today. If you do not get the chance to listen to tomorrow's show, I want to be sure and thank you for your listenership here on the Broncos Blitz. Uh, I appreciate it. Ryan appreciate it. appreciates it. I know that uh, my bosses appreciate it. And from my family to yours, I just I really want to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving as we spend some time to take stock of where we are, where we've been, and where we're going, and be thankful for all the things in our lives uh, that make uh, that make it possible for for me to write and talk about the Broncos and for you to be able to turn on the TV or, or head down to the stadium on Sundays and watch this team play. I know uh, that it is really an honor. That, that you've given me the opportunity to uh, to entrust me, and it really is a trust that, that you give me, to give you all the news and views on the Broncos that, that you need. I, I know having been a fan of, of this team at one time or another, uh, just how important that bond is between a, a fan and his team, and I certainly appreciate you giving me the trust. I am thankful for you, I think is what I'm trying to say. Uh, but I will be out here again tomorrow, even though it is Thanksgiving. We'll do a quick show probably for you tomorrow uh, so that I can get home to my family and enjoy some some turkey and mashed potatoes and pie and maybe even a little prime rib we might do. Uh, but be sure to follow me on Twitter at Jake D. Marson. Give us a follow on Twitter at 5280sportsnet. My partner is at rgreen5280, Ryan Green. He may be out here tomorrow. We will see. If he is not, I will uh, do the best I can to hold the fort down in the meantime enjoy spending the evening with your families enjoy spending the day with your families i will talk to you again tomorrow until then this is the broncos blitz on 5280 sports network